When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Michigan football fell to 2-4 and four after another disappointing loss to Penn State. What went wrong against the Indy Lions, and how far has this program fallen this season? We discuss that and more on Wolverine Confidential. Yeah, just Aaron and I on today's pod, and I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't even know where to start. I mean, did anyone in the, in the socially distanced press box not mention how much of a, a snooze fest this game was on Saturday? Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it was a culmination, I think, of of everything we've seen up to this season. I mean, you had you had the struggles in offense, just being able to move the football. You had quarterback struggles again. Now you did have a run game that got going, and we'll probably get into that in a little bit. But you had the same issues. I mean, they, they couldn't convert in you know third, fourth down situations. Uh, couldn't complete many passes downfield. It was very different from what we saw last week with Cade McNamara at the helm. And then the defense couldn't couldn't stop anybody. I mean, they they gave up a bunch of rushing yards again. There weren't those necessarily big plays from the passing game, but they didn't. Penn State really just didn't need to do it. I mean, they ran the ball effectively and without their top guys, and it just. In, even with Cody Pay back. So Michigan, it, it's like almost back to square one with this team back to that first loss. I mean, they just – they don't look like they're improving much. They haven't gotten better. I think at this point, it's, it's safe to say they'll probably, you know, they'll probably end up with their first losing season as a program since 2014, which is which is a lot to, lot to say at this point. A hundred percent. And the one thing that stood out to me even after the game is Jim Harbaugh's comment when, when he said that the effort was high. I mean, how, how can you – sit in front of media after the game and and watch the game we just watched and say that effort was high. I mean, the first drive, they handed it off to Kevon Lee, a true freshman who started the season fourth straight, and he ran the ball right down your throats, even on the six-yard touchdown run. What do you think they're going to do there? They hand it off, and he runs up the middle almost untouched into the end zone. It's like, where's the, where is the – what effort are you seeing? Like, even on that play, it's like – all right, the guys buy him before the, the defensive line even moved, got any push up front. It's like, what are you talking about? To me, it's just, I don't know how we can continue to say that the effort is there when you just, to me, I just don't see it. No, I mean, the tackling wasn't there. And it was a problem that Harbaugh and, and, and some of his players acknowledged. They, they tackled poorly. You saw several times or, you know, uh, Nittany Lions players went basically untouched. That that 28-yard touchdown run uh, by Sean Clifford comes to mind, where he, he was basically virtually untouched until the at the very end of the play. There, there were holes everywhere, gaps are everywhere. Yeah, the, the effort comment to me is baffling. I, I think part of it is Harbaugh 
not wanting to lose his team publicly. I mean, he wants to put a positive spin on everything. He, he's not one to, you know, criticize guys or necessarily performances, at least publicly. It, what he's saying and what we're seeing on the field are two different things at this point. It, it's tough to say because I, I think Harbaugh knows deep down this team isn't very good. I think we, we can all see that, see that by watching these games. The problem is he's got a lot of young guys that are, that are playing for the first time. So he doesn't want to discourage them. He doesn't want to get them down. So he has to say those things. It's, it's a tough time right now for him and his program, just because we, we didn't expect this to happen. I, I think on the, in, in a worst case scenario coming into this year, I think folks thought maybe they'd go four and four. I think most of us had what five and three or six and two. And now they're in danger and they'll probably will of, of, either two and six, or, or I guess that best case scenario, three and five, because I don't see them beating Ohio State. They don't stand a chance. No. It just, it's been a comment, like I said before, it's, it's a culmination of things. They're struggling. They're not playing well. And, and you have to wonder, you know, where, where do they go from here? And I kept, I asked Harbaugh and I asked some players from that, what, what's left to play for? Because the Big Ten title is out of, out of the picture. Um, they do have a game against Ohio State coming up in two weeks. That was something Andrew Stuber brought up, and I think many of the players are probably looking forward to it. But at this point, they've got no chance of beating this Ohio State team, even if Ohio State's down a handful of starters due to COVID. Yeah, they could be down. Well, I don't even know how many players, and I would still probably pick them to be favored. But I mean, I, I, another thing, too, which I just find baffling is Michigan has allowed the first touchdown in every game this season. I mean, continually, continuously getting off the slow starts and beating behind the eight ball early. And you just, the team just looks dejected after that constantly. And it's like, what, where's the fight? It's a lost season at this point. And I don't think there's any quick fixes at, at right now. And it's like, we're going to have to stumble through the rest of the season and, and we'll see if there's any significant changes moving forward. But yeah, I mean, like you said, this is uh, I, I, there's not much left to play for besides that Ohio state game. And I mean, even the players can't be that confident knowing what Ohio state's been able to do this year. And even, even if they're going through COVID struggles right now. And no, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. The, the, the opponent scoring first, because Michigan won the coin toss against Penn state and elected to defer to the second half. So they didn't want it. It almost seemed like they didn't want to get out to a fast start. It wasn't something they were, they, they wanted to wait and see. And to me, and it's something we've heard from Jim Harbaugh on, on the, you know, the pregame radio show. We've heard in the past few weeks that he, he wants his team to start faster. Well, how do you do that when you don't get the ball first, you give the opponent the ball and again, Penn state, again, like you said, scores first Michigan has that they have to you know, play from behind. It's not something they've shown they're very good at doing. Uh, so it's it just it's it just yeah it's baffling is probably the, the best word to describe it. And then I guess the one positive that Michigan had going into the game from the Rutgers game was the quarterback the quarterback play of Cade McNamara showed a lot in in that Rutgers game and leading the team back to to a victory. But um, sure enough, I mean on a first quarter touchdown drive, he, he kind of scrambles out and um, tries to pick up additional yard, yardage, and it looks like he fell on, on his throwing shoulder. And he, he missed a few series, but ended up coming back in. And I mean, even when he did come back in, he, he just did not look look the same. And now now there's uh, the the quarterback plays in question again. Yeah, and I think it really hampered his performance and, and Michigan's offensive threat. Because I, I remember turning to you in the press box at one point and asking or saying, you know, I'm surprised they're not throwing down the field more. And I, I think that was the shoulder was a big reason as to why he just couldn't. Cade couldn't do it. Uh, yes, he went to the locker room. He, saw, he probably got, you know, got a shot uh, to, to deal with the pain, but that does wear off at some point. And you saw that, I think, in the fourth quarter when Michigan decided to take him out for, for Joe Milton. But, yeah, he wasn't the same guy as we saw last week. And I guess it's not a big surprise just because he, he did have more tape on him. 
you know, Penn State more to prepare for. I mean, it wasn't awful, 12 to 25 for 91 yards. He, he didn't turn the ball over, but they just, they needed, I think, a, a, a you know, a balanced offense to win this football game. Uh, they got the run game going, but they, they couldn't get the passing going when you threw Jim Milton in there. Again, there was two more drives where Michigan really failed to get anything going. Turn, turnover on downs, they, they had a couple of first downs, but they just, there was no rhythm to the offense. And it was, and they, they fell behind by two scores and it was, it was, you know, it was, you know, they struggled from there. It wasn't the same came back we saw last week. I, I wonder if he's going to be, you know, able to play on Saturday um, or what the future of the quarterback position looks like, because, you know, both, neither player Milton or McNamara looked very good on Saturday. And it's, it's a key position. If, if this Michigan team, you know, wants to get this offense kind of out of, out of uh, neutral. Behind those two, you have uh, a true freshman in Dan Malari, who was a very low-rated three-star prospect. It's not like he came in with a uh, <laughs> a lot of to- uh, not highly touted, and then then a bunch of walk-ons. So I mean, it's it it it, it is what it is at this point. You you have to kind of go with with one or the other, Milton or um, or McNamara. But with with if McNamara is injured, it looks like it's it could be Joe Milton's dig again and. He only completed one of, of three passes for, for 21 yards uh, against Penn State and stuffed on a fourth down run. And you wrote about this today about Michigan struggles to get just picked up short yardage in, in key situations. And I mean, part of that could probably go on the offensive line. There was more shuffling along the line again on, on Saturday. But uh, when you can't even pick up one, two, three yards to keep drives alive, alive you're going you're gonna to struggle offensively. Yeah, they were a combined five of 15 on third and fourth down conversions. A bulk of those were short yard situations. Whereas I, I can remember a few weeks ago, us talking about them being in, you know, second and third and long situations. And Josh Gass wanted to get out of that. Well, they, they did for the most part, Saturday against Penn State, but they couldn't convert one of a short yardage either. So it was, you know, it was, you had one mistake there and it's, it's just different this time around. They, they couldn't do it. And, and you're not going to win many close games doing that. You're not going to beat most teams doing that. And he saw that they couldn't beat a winless Penn State doing it either. Uh, it's, you know, yeah, the offensive line, I think, is a big reason for this. Because I think Hassan Haskins, Haskins has been running relatively well the last few weeks. He's gotten things going. But keep in mind, too, he hasn't gotten – he hasn't had a ton of big runs. He had the 159 yarder. So it, it, the offensive line has is, is an issue. Uh, you know, they've had, they, they started the game with three guys down. We thought maybe Jalen Mayfield and Ryan Hayes will be back. Hayes wasn't uniform in pregame but never played. And then they took Zach Stinter out as well as, as the game went on. So they're, they're really, they're really undermanned. They're up front. They're playing with a lot of young inexperienced guys and moving guys around, which doesn't help the situation. So it's, it's a real battered and, and beaten offensive situation. And speaking of injuries, you know, we I was rewatching the broadcast on Saturday, but they, they mentioned Joe Milton apparently was injured too. That's something we haven't really heard from the coaching staff. You know, I don't, I don't know the degree or severity of that, but, Either way, I mean, Michigan's offense is battered. They've got a ton of injuries, a lot of guys not playing at this point. Uh, and you have to wonder what if that's, you know, affecting, you know, players' psyche. If they're not getting it done offensively. They're not moving the football. You know, that's that's a key to this this team. I mean, their defense isn't playing well, so they're going to have to outscore teams. And if you can't outscore teams, they're not going to win any, any game. Yeah, at this point, it, it just doesn't look like there's any fixes in season that Michigan can do defensively anymore to kind of right the ship. I mean, it's been six – six straight games now where they've allowed over 400 yards. I mean, that's just unheard of for a, for a Don Brown defense. Um, it, it doesn't matter who they brought in. They've rotated guys along the defensive line. They're, um, they've given a, a few cracks at a few different cornerbacks. And I, I will say the, the mission secondary actually played pretty well in, in coverage 
against Penn State. I mean, they did contribute to the missed tackles on a few occasions, but in, in coverage, I mean, there was sometimes Vince Gray and Jamon Green even too. Not too bad. Yeah, I, I thought it was Jamon Green's best game. It seemed like he was all over the, all over the football. He was running to the football. He seemed like he was involved in a lot of plays. Uh, Penn State obviously clearly wanted to you know beat Michigan over the middle as opposed to going deep, as we've seen in the past from other teams. They they decided to go the crossing route uh, route. Uh, and, that, and that's kind of where they, they were able to gash Michigan's defense. I mean, they had, you know, Sean Clifford only threw for 163 yards, but he was 17 to 28, and he was, he was pretty effective doing it. Didn't turn the ball over. He got the big throw when he needed to, but you're right. Yeah, I thought the secondary, they were fine. Uh, they certainly weren't the reason they lost this game. I think that more falls with the, the defensive line. They just couldn't stop Penn State's rushing attack, whether it was through the middle, it was around the edge. Penn State kind of got what they wanted, and, and and I think you wrote about it too. But they were down their top three running backs. I mean, you're dealing with true freshmen and walk-ons and guys who just weren't expected to play much. It's kind of a similar situation from previous games. Unknown guys, whether it's receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, uh, they're having career days on Michigan's defense. Which, you know, we, we talk about the offense being in a poor place, but the defense I think is in a worse situation right now. And they too, again, you know, they are affected by injuries. Cam McGrone did not play. Quiddy Pay did come back. He, he did have a couple of pressures. He was trying to get to the quarterback, but they're getting it out so quickly. He didn't have much, much of an effect on the game. So it's, I don't know. It's one thing after another. I don't know if they can get it figured out at this point, just because there are so many different ways that teams can beat Michigan's defense at this point. Like in the past, there's usually one area of Michigan that, that they could kind of lean on to, you know, to kind of stifle teams, whether it was pressure in the secondary or it was uh, getting the quarterback and blitzing early on. Michigan just can't get any of it going, and teams are kind of picking and choosing. Where they beat this team, where, where they beat Michigan, and they're having to wait with it. And, and the fact that they cannot force any turnovers against the team that had 13 in the first five games, uh, which was second most in, in the whole Big Ten, is it, it's sad. I mean, that's you need to kind of change the field, change momentum. At, at, they almost had a, a scoop and store in the first quarter that could have been that could have been a huge momentum swinger, but uh, again, it was overturned, and, and Michigan wasn't able to create a short field for their offense or come up with a big stop or a big play. And uh, it cost them. Yeah. I got nothing to say that they just, it was, it was a Penn state kind of, they had came with, and again, we've talked about this in the past with Michigan state or Indiana, they came in with a game plan. They're trying to be, you know, balanced on offense. They're able to do so. They ran the football. They were able to throw when, when they wanted to, they're eating up a ton of clock with, with their drives. And it kind of kept, it kept Michigan's offense off the, off the field. They were, you know, banged up and, and battered as it was, unstable at quarterback, couldn't really get anything going. And it was it was a game plan that Penn State wanted to put together. They they were able to execute it and, and they won the game because of it. You know, they only lost by 10, but it seemed like they were really never really close just because of they're all they're always playing from behind. They're always playing catch up. They're making enough state mistakes to to kind of you know keep themselves out of position scoring position and just it, it kind of went from there. What one more home game? left next week or this week uh, against Maryland. And we'll be trying to avoid a 0-4 slate at, at home this year, which is pretty pretty crazy to, to think about. And uh, maybe get to 3-4 and four heading into that Ohio State game. Uh, so we'll have plenty of coverage remaining this week on MLive.com. And we'll talk to you later this week.